All right, folks, today we're moving on with the Paris Basin and we're going to be looking to discuss tertiary activity in the Paris Basin. So just kind of where our mindset needs to be before we get into the content here, we're looking to discuss how tertiary activities affect economic in, economic activity in the Paris Basin. So we're going to be covering some content we've that has kind of popped up over the course of the Paris Basin topic before, such as transport, but we need to just be in the mindset we're going to be discussing transport and how that enables tertiary activity to kind of flourish for lack of a better word in the paris basin so a brief overview of tertiary activity in the paris basin it's a really important economic activity to the region as 70 percent of their workforce is employed in the tertiary sector and as i've alluded to on previous podcasts a strong tertiary sector is usually the sign of a well-developed economy so we've seen that in the gda where a tertiary sector a well-developed or efficient tertiary sector was the sign of a like a developed economy or a mature economy and we're going to see that the same in the paris basin okay so first aspect of tertiary activity in the paris basin we are going to discuss is transport so we are using and building on prior knowledge here let's not add more work for ourselves we've discussed how transport enables or allows um the transportation of goods for secondary activities in the paris basin we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here we're going to use the same information and discuss how well-developed transport links in the paris basin enable or allow basically the movement of people which kind of is the backbone of tertiary activity for the region so we're going back to the idea that paris is the nodal point of transport for the region so we have these radial roads around paris city that connect the city to other parts of the region something we haven't discussed before is the boulevard peripheric i know my french is terrible it's not pronounced properly but this is one of the busiest roads in europe and initially it was actually built to reduce traffic but it's had the opposite effect in paris so i think it has around 1.2 million cars on the road per day and i've actually seen a really powerful picture recently i think it was on the guardian uk newspaper they were doing a piece on tourist attractions around Europe, the difference on a normal day and now with the kind of shutdowns and lockdowns in each country, how that's affected them. And there was one of the Boulevard Peripheric where it's just bumper to bumper cars. You can literally see the kind of CO2 being burned and the emissions coming from the cars. And then you go to what it looks like now with the coronavirus and the lockdown in France. It's just not a single car on the road. It was just really, I thought it was really, really interesting and kind of powerful to look at. And then we could go on to discuss airports and the three airports that kind of service the Paris Basin. So the Charles de Gaulle, Beauvis and Orly and how they just allow the ease of access into the country or the region. Moving on, we could discuss railway and maybe the SNFC, which is just a national railway company in the Paris Basin. So it'd be like in, in Rodney Heron here in Ireland. And how the railway tracks for that just run parallel to the radial roads that connect Paris to other parts of the region. This reduces the need for people to actually drive into the city. And it just once again allows this ease of access. We could maybe bring up the TGV high-speed train that we've discussed before. How this transports passengers quickly and officially into the region. Something kind of important to note there is also how this TGV train connects the region to other cities on mainland Europe. So you can get the TGV train to Amsterdam, 
Cologne in Germany, and it just makes the region even more accessible. And then finally, we could look at the deep water port of La Harvey, how they have kind of daily ferry services that run to the UK, which just kind of allows this transportation of people once again, which kind of is the backbone of tertiary activity in the region. Moving on to discuss tourism in the Paris Basin, and this is where I like to kind of shift a lot of my attention to in regards to tertiary activity, just because... I can discuss my experience here. So if anyone has ever been to Paris, please discuss your experience here. I like to use like my travels here and try to link them to the proce- processes and systems that we can see on the geography course. Don't be afraid to do this and hopefully you're going to see how my what I discuss here kind of reflects that. So a brief overview of tourism in the region. The Paris Basin receives 15% of national tourism for France. So around 45 million people visit the region each year it generates 20 billion for the economy and accounts for 11 percent of all employment in the whole country so when we're discussing tourism i like to break it down into kind of little subheadings so the first one i'm going to discuss is historic sites so there are a lot of kind of historic sites it's a city that's just kind of enriched with history so it's really fancy way to say that but like when you go to visit paris you're going to see you end up going to kind of these historical sites in paris so you just naturally gravitate towards them so the first one we have is the louvre museum so it has around 9 million visitors every year and 70 percent of these are actually from overseas and that just shows the impact that tourism has on the economy for the paris basin and the louvre museum is famous because the mona lisa is there if anyone doesn't know then we have the Arc de Triomphe. So it's not just the tourist attraction that brings people here. The Arc de Triomphe is the center of metro lines for Paris City. And it just kind of directs tourists to the center of the city. And it directs them to the Champs-Élysées, which is just like the biggest shopping street in the city. And it's just a really good way to centralize tourism and kind of force tourists to visit this place, if that makes sense. Then we have the Eiffel Tower. It's actually the most valuable tourist attraction in Europe and it generated 68 million on admissions in 2017 alone. So that just shows you how important that is for the economy of the Paris Basin. Second factor that influences tourism I like to discuss is the idea of city breaks in Paris. So Paris was actually the most visited city in the world in 2017 and tourism directly employs 240,000 people in the city alone and this idea of city breaks are just kind of enabled by cheap flights from all over europe which just attract short city break tourists like for example flights from dublin to paris for a weekend average out about 100 euro which you just can't go wrong you know that way it just attracts visitors from all over europe for these short quick breaks third factor that influences tourism in the paris basin is theme parks or disneyland probably my favorite one to discuss um So Disneyland is actually the number one tourist attraction in Europe. Around 15 million tourists visit the park each year. And and Disneyland has generated 40 billion euro in revenue since the day that it's opened. And to put that into perspective there, that's nearly the same amount Ireland was bailed out for during our last recession. So that just shows the significance of Disneyland for the economy of the Paris Basin. So it employs around 55,000 people every year. And something I kind of like to discuss is how Disneyland has developed alongside the Disney brand worldwide. And you could possibly discuss how the launch of the 
the new Disney Plus app is opening up the brand to new markets such as the Asian market and then links that to how the process of globalization has reduced the barriers to entry to the Paris Basin, which just allows this new Asian market to visit the region. And that's kind of supported by the facts around that as 1 million, tor- 1 million tourists from the region of Asia visited the Paris Basin last year, and that was a 10% increase from the previous year. And that's a really good way to just tie in, you know, something topical like Disney+, Plus, something that we all probably like to spend too much time watching, and link that to the process of globalization and how that affects territory and economic activity in the Paris Basin. Really quickly, just to kind of point you in another direction or another route you could go down here, there are some natural factors that just influence tourism in the Paris Basin. So you could discuss here how the well-developed transport links support the tourism industry. So as I discussed or how I alluded to earlier, how the metro lines all kind of link towards the Arc de Triomphe and towards the Champs-Élysées, the biggest shopping street in the, in the region. You could look to the large domestic market, how the low-cost travel, so Ryanair and the TGV from mainland Europe just enables tourism to flourish in the region and now linking tertiary activity in the Paris Basin to an exam situation so typical question around tertiary activity in the European region is examine the factors that influence one tertiary act- economic activity in a European region not in Ireland so I'm going to focus on tourism here and how it kind of break down tourism in the Paris Basin in relation to that question so I'd go historical sites around three SRPs Disneyland six SRPs city breaks three SRPs and factors that benefit tourism three SRPs obviously that's a rough guide and that's just a way of us structuring our answer and it just makes it a bit more manageable like knowing you okay I only have to write three SRPs here my structure here, I'm going to go through how I structure my Disneyland section just because it's the biggest part. But firstly, I describe the factor. So I describe what Disneyland is, where it was located and why it was located there. So it was located beside the Charles de Gaulle airport because they were worried that enough they weren't going to get enough tourists there. Secondly, I describe how it influenced tourism. So how it initially struggled to attract tourists and now it's the number one attraction in Europe how it's developed alongside the Disney brand and try make our links to Disney Plus and to the idea of globalization there. And then three, I describe what it does for the economy. So it's generated 40 billion euros since opening. It employs 55,000 people per year and fully develop your points here. Fully drag out your SRPs. Ask yourself, so what? I actually don't think I've mentioned this kind of geographic writing technique on this podcast yes but it will make sense when you listen to the characteristics of good geographical writing podcasts that i will record in the future that will make sense for my class but anyway i'm gonna leave it there folks speak soon